everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Lisa Pruden. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we nerd out about a podcast called Hard Boiled and get crafty with the kind folks at Company Family Theatre. Both projects receive funding from ECF grants, and we're going to hear all about them. We all know that theatres have had to get extra creative to keep things going during the pandemic. Finding ways to stay creative, create, paying work, and stay connected to audience has been a real challenge. But the people we'll meet today have come up with some very cool ideas. First up, Hard Boiled is produced by Empress of Blanding's Productions. In it, we follow hard-bitten detective Jack Cassidy, a dame solving crime on the mean streets of Edmonton in 1936. If you're a fan of old-time radio, like I am, this podcast is for you. It's a wonderful homage to the noir genre, with all the wordplay and drama included, which is kind of what Empress of Blanding's production is all about. That is, rediscovering older works, or in this case, historical settings and genres, then bringing them to modern audiences with a commitment to diversity and inclusivity. Lisa sat down with hard-boiled creator Celia Taylor to learn more. My name is Celia Taylor. I am the artistic director of Empress of Blinding's Productions. Um, I've been running it for, I guess, five years now. And in the past, we've always been able to do shows at the Edmonton Fringe Festival. Uh, Obviously, that wasn't possible this year. So I am currently the director and the writer of Hard Boiled. I I just, I almost can't even wait to ask you how this idea happened. But before we do that, we should let folks know what this idea is. What is Hard Boiled? Uh, So Hard Boiled is a noir mystery podcast. It's kind of an affectionate homage to the detective radio shows of the 1930s and 40s. Um, And that was part of where the inspiration came from. We're living in sort of a golden age of podcasts. Uh, and so we thought it would be only appropriate to kind of do a reflection on the golden age of radio. Um, both my technical director, Tegan Sigansky, and I uh, really love those old fashioned radio shows, um, you know, the, the Shadow and the Green Hornet, um, Sam Spade Mysteries, all that kind of thing. Um, and we'd been wanting for a long time to kind of uh, do a foray into that medium. And so the idea for Hard Boiled was kind of born out of that. So Hard Boiled, um, right now it's an eight episode arc starring the adventures of Jack Cassidy, who is a private investigator living in Edmonton in 1936. And she is a woman private investigator. Not everybody is appreciative of the fact that there's a woman who's doing the job of a man dick in um, Edmonton in the 1930s. Um, But she's very spunky and doesn't care what anybody thinks of her. I like it. And and just for clarity, when we say dick, that is short for detective yes, friends. Yes, that is. That is old timey slang for a private eye. <laughs> In some ways, she's the very kind of stereotypical archetype of the, you know, the 1930s private eye. She's cynical and kind of tough talking and doesn't take any guff from anybody. 
but uh, she's also a woman and she is a queer woman. And that kind of puts a, a different spin on the way that she approaches things and on the way that people interact with her. Um, and always at her side is her uh, spunky and intrepid secretary, Effie Strombitsky, who is technically her secretary, but is sort of, you know, also just as smart and just as capable as Jack and helps out a lot with solving the mysteries. And um, when the when the series starts, Effie, well, thinks she is straight and there is sort of increasing tension that arises in Jack and Effie kind of figuring out what their actual relationship is to each other. I, I too am a fan of old time radio. So this for me just checks all the boxes of things <laughs> that I love. Where did this idea come from? I don't know. I mean, part, part of it is just what I said about kind of wanting to do an homage to that era now that we're kind of living in a time when, you know, audio is a medium that's once again growing increasingly popular. Part of the inspiration did come from the fact that this was sort of a theatrical thing that we could do with everybody socially distanced in their own homes. But like I say, my technical director and I had kind of had this as like a, a future dream for a long time. So yeah, I mean, part of it, part of it is that inspiration from the shows that, you know, my grandfather grew up loving. Um, but I really wanted to do kind of a more contemporary twist on things because, I mean, as I'm sure you know, part of the problem with watching noir films from the 30s and 40s, part of the problem with listening to noir radio shows from the 30s and 40s, is they swerve pretty fast into being racist and misogynistic and intermittently homophobic, uh, which is sort of jarring when you're walking along listening to it in your modern day AirPods. So we really wanted to create a heroine who was a little bit more contemporary, who was a little bit more attuned to modern sensibilities. And as a queer woman, I also really wanted to have the opportunity to tell more queer narratives. Um, and so the idea of Jack Cassidy as like a butch lesbian take on the standard private eye was kind of born out of that. Hardboiled is a lot of fun to listen to. There are all sorts of Easter eggs, great puns, and wordplay. And there really is something special about getting swept up with the characters and then realizing they are hanging out in your city, investigating crime in your favorite venues. We have a clip to share. I asked Celia to set the stage. Uh, so in episode two of Hard Boiled, which is called A Natural Death, which is a pun, um, Jack is hired by a tempestuous opera singer who's doing a show at a local theater, and she's become convinced that the theater is haunted. Uh, and so it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a Scooby-Doo episode. So Jack uh, comes to the theater at night to see what might be causing the mysterious goings-on that the opera singer has been reporting. I returned to the theater that night, uh, earlier this evening, I should say, Sarge, armed with a gun, a flashlight, and a bologna sandwich and thermos of coffee my secretary insisted I take with me. Mr. Entwistle greeted me at the door, passed off the keys, and wished me luck. But for the first few hours, it didn't seem like I needed it. The strand was dark and silent, and as I walked through the hallways, I didn't see any evidence of ghost, ghoul, or goblin, malicious or otherwise. Then, at about one o'clock in the morning, I was sitting in the auditorium in the dark, nibbling my baloney, when I heard a voice cry out from behind the curtain. Holy smokes! And another voice immediately shushed it. Shut up, you dip! But, Sid, just look! I see it, but if you don't shut your trap, the cops will be here in a minute to look at it along with us. After that, they unhelpfully dropped their voices to whispers, so I crept closer and crouched in the shadow of the stage to listen. 
I don't know about this, Sid. I really don't know about this. Just don't blow your wig over it, okay, Harry? Oh, but this ain't good, Sid. I know it ain't good, but there's no sense in getting all worked up about it. We was just supposed to scare the dame a little, that's all. I didn't sign on for nobody getting scragged. Hey, you think I'm happy about this? You think I was keen on finding a stiff dangling from the ceiling? What has it felt like watching this idea you've had on the back burner, like you said, for a couple of years, something that you thought maybe would be down in the future? What's it felt like watching it become a reality now? It's been really exciting. Um, And so COVID, like I say, kind of gave us this opportunity because, you know, I'm very grateful for the fact that there were so many organizations who were eager to support artistic endeavors that could be done in the time of COVID. So I was fortunate enough to get you know, enough grant money to pay really like a really talented group of people to come and work on this project with me. And I was also really fortunate in that those really talented people were willing and available to come and work on this project for me. So earlier you had talked about um, wanting to bring this noir genre up to date for modern listeners. um, Mm -hmm. And that's to be more inclusive and to bring in diverse perspectives into theater. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I mean, Empress of Landings has always kind of tried to push as hard as possible for uh, diversity in theater um, and for the inclusion of multicultural and multidimensional participants and narratives in the shows that we do. And so part of the the goal of Hard Boiled is um, focusing on that as well. I think, I mean, I used to work at um, Port Edmonton and Rutherford House, a couple of different kind of historical museums around Edmonton. And I think a lot of people kind of have this idea in their heads that in Edmonton, especially, you know, historically, everybody was um, very white and also very, you know, straight and cis and kind of homogenous. And Edmonton has always been um, a really diverse, really multicultural, really vibrant kind of place. And so part of what we're trying to do here is emphasize that as well. Uh, We're doing this partly in partnership with the uh, Edmonton Heritage Council. Hard Boiled is not by any means like a, a literal interpretation of history. Most of the characters are not real people, including, sadly, Jack Cassidy. But it's, it's all set in real locations. We have some cameos by real historical figures in Edmonton, uh, and we kind of engage with contemporary issues of the time as well. And I've done my best to put together um, what I think is a, a very diverse cast, um, people from all different backgrounds and heritages and gender identities. Uh, so, uh, for example, one of the episodes that we have is called Chinatown, um, which, as I say, there's all kind of little like homages and Easter eggs to the noir genre throughout this podcast. Um, but it, as the name suggests, is an episode set in Edmonton's Chinatown um, and looking at uh, some of the issues that Chinese Canadian immigrants were facing at that time. We were lucky enough to have the wonderful uh, Marty Chan guest star in that episode, um, as well as some other great uh, Chinese Canadian actors. An episode later on in the season deals with a uh, Métis farmhand who's framed for the murder of his white employer, um, and Jack has to help him clear his name. So yeah, I mean, we try to engage with the multiculturalism and diversity that was present in Edmonton at this time, and everything that made that wonderful, while also kind of not shying away from the fact that there were many things that were bad about being a person of color in Edmonton in 1936. So, yeah, we're really trying as hard as we can to kind of tell those narratives. I think that's also important 
so that, you know, people of Edmonton are able to see themselves represented um, in, in fiction and in media. I mean, Edmonton itself is not <laughs> like a place that you see a lot in books and in movies. And lots of the people who live there don't see themselves represented um, in media, you know, set anywhere. And so we're really trying to do that to kind of convey a sense of place and to uh, um, help Edmontonians kind of form a sense of connection um, to their city and to their history and to our podcast. Thanks so much to Celia Taylor for sharing her time with us. Celia is the creator of Hard Boiled and the founder and artistic director of Empress of Blandings Productions. Um, I've really been enjoying tuning into this show. We'll have a link to it in our show notes, and you'll also be able to find out more about Empress of Blandings Productions. Now it's time for us to meet some lovely people from the Company Family Theatre. Right. Company Family Theatre produces quality theatre for young audiences and families and is committed to creating new works. In usual times, they're very active in getting out in front of kids and families through performing, training workshops, school tours, and more. And while they still have much on the go during these challenging times, one project in particular stood out to us. It's called Puppets Are Essential Too. So we're about to meet Jan Taylor, Artistic Director, and Theatre Designers Carly Christie and Rory Turner. These folks have been designing puppet kits so that kids who are stuck at home could have a fun surprise waiting just for them. Well, kids and also Lisa. Uh, Carly, Rory and Jan, they gave you a puppet kit, didn't they? They did give me a kit, but before we opened the supplies, I asked Jan to tell us where she got the idea to give out these puppet kits. Well, at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, all arts things shut down. So I can't just sit still so I wanted to deliver hampers <laughs> and um, the Catholic school board was was delivering them and we have a really great partnership with the school board so myself and our booking person went out and did like delivery and it was they were like kind of a couple of boxes of food and while we were doing it like seeing these kids and the kids were just so sad and so um, bored and because they are very connected to their school. There's a lot of English as a second language and uh, new new Canadians there and people that are not quite settled in where they're going to end up. You know, they're in like kind of temporary housing and things like that. And so right away I thought, I, I have to bring something to the kids. And so Jan's daughter said, why not bring them a craft package? The suggestion was perfectly timed. Right then, Carly had joined us as a, a Canada Summer Jobs she designed a really great package with everything is in the package. I didn't want the kids to not be able to do it because they didn't have glue or whatever, right? So everything is in the package and there's enough like for multiple kids. But the really cool thing that Carly did was she designed a stage that can be made out of a cereal box. And that just so went with the idea of the hampers. And so Company Family Theatre set out delivering the puppet kits along with the food hampers. To date, they have sent out about 250 kits to several low-income families in the Strathern area. And they have about 100 more planned to go out. So anyway, so that was the beginning. And then, then over the, the course of delivering, we um, created two more packages. One was um, kind of like a, a build a character, tell a story kind of a package. And then the third one was a shadow uh, puppet package and that the cool thing about that one is it used the uh, box that the food came in 
to make the stage for the shadow puppet. So, um, so I'm currently holding an unopened package that is labeled Puppets Are Essential 2. We're going to be making puppets inspired by characters by the Hard Boiled Podcast, which listeners heard about at the top of the show. The catch, though, I think, is that we each we each have packages but we don't know who we're making. Is that right, Rory? What what mayhem have you brought upon us today? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that sort of thing is that um, I, I've, I've drawn up these sort of imaginary designs um, for, for three of the characters from the show. Um, and so I guess we can sort of describe what they're wearing, what their hair sort of looks like. Um, and then with the material from the package that you have there, create these mystery characters and maybe by the end we can figure out uh who they are all right let's see what's in here okay so as a stationary fan i just have a peek in and it is so colorful i see pipe cleaners there's tape there's like there's crayons oh my gosh (laughs) okay I'm so happy inside. <laughs> so yes, we've got tape, we've got glue, we've got scissors, we've got uh, pipe cleaners and um, pom-pom balls and popsicle sticks and yes, crayons. Also there's googly eyes, the most important part. <laughs> Watching you open that, it, it makes me kind of imagine how excited a kid would be. I kind of felt like a kid again. And I, that was going to be one of my questions was, um, what what has the response been? Yeah, it's hard to hear back, but we did hear through the teachers and the kids were making the puppets and showing them on their Zoom calls and stuff. And one one kid in particular that was was really neat, I remember at the school, they, they have junior high there as well. And they said, well, we don't know whether the junior highs will like to make puppets. And I went, I don't care. They can make whatever they want, but they're getting a package, right? And so, well, I got a, a letter from one of the junior high teachers that teaches English as a second language. And the kid was so excited to show the teacher the puppets and the stage. But the cool thing was, is that he was most excited that his dad had helped him build it. And this is English as a second language. So, and a junior high kid. It was just a really neat feedback that we got. Okay, so uh, let's... Let's get started. What is what what happens now? All right. All right. So we've opened our packages. This is Carly. She helped design the puppet kits. The first things first is to grab a popsicle stick and then you're going to open up your crayon box. Friends, is there anything better than opening a brand new box of crayons? So now that we had all the supplies spread out in front of us, Rory began to give us clues about the characters we were making. Rory, let me know what my character might be wearing. Okay, so wearing sort of like like a blue vest. Okay, so the, and that's for me. I, I've got a blue vest situation yeah, you've got a going blue vest on. Situation. Okay, I dig it. This could be a humbling <laughs> uh, project. You can create anything. And see, I've got a crap package here too. So I'm going to start making another one of the characters. I'm going to have a whole crew. And Carly, I'm going to get you to make a light blue shirt. Okay. Does it have a collar? Uh, it does. It has a lace collar. How are you going to fit a lace collar onto a little popsicle stick? You know what? You could probably make that out of um, a white pipe cleaner. That's exactly where my mind's going. All right. Rory, is my character a happy character? Oh, very happy. 
Oh yeah, good question. Is is my character also happy? What's what she got going on? Uh, she's kind of serious. Uh, I've assumed she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're on the right track. She's she's serious. Okay. Yeah. On the more serious side, she's got a bit of like you know sharp wit and kind of a bit of a joker, but usually it's pretty deadpan. Maybe I'll give her a little smirk. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I want to start on mine too. So mine is wearing. He's wearing a sort of rumpled brown vest. Oh no, this lipstick has gone awry already. (laughs) (laughs) I should also say that while we chose to make puppets inspired by the Hard Boiled podcast, with Rory guiding us along with his character renderings, there are so many crafty goods in this kit, you can really create anything you want. Like, say, aliens. With our original package, it started off as um, puppets in space. So they were alien puppets, which is super fun because you're not limited to what the figures look like or how many eyes it could have. (laughs) So I thought that was quite fun. That is, yeah, and you had um, a wonderful video about that as well, kind of a, a how-to tutorial so uh, people could see how to make the, the stage with it and have some ideas for aliens to make. Yeah, we had so much fun making that video, and uh, we are in the process of creating um, other versions of that in different translations. We'll be sure to have a link to that video in the show notes. Meanwhile, Rory had some more details for us. Right. So next up for you, Lisa, your character is also wearing a a long jacket. I'm going to put arms on mine now. Also, feel free to use pom-poms and stuff for shoulders. Oh, good call. Very good call. I'm totally going to copy you. Carly, I was going to ask you, though, um, what what went into designing these kits? Um, So (laughs) it was funny because I get a call from Jan early on in the day and she starts talking to me about this project. And so I decided, well, I'm going to go out and like scout out what kind of craft things are out there. It was really important to them to source craft supplies that were affordable and easily found so that families would be able to get more if wanted. Carly went to a lot of dollar stores. And it was like halfway through when I came up with the idea of um, doing some kind of popsicle puppet. And I thought of how fun would it be that there would be a stage involved? And I hopped on the phone. I was in like a Safeway parking lot and I was trying to describe this to Jan. And Jan was like, do you know what? I trust you. Go forward with this. So Carly got all the supplies and created a mock-up of her stage idea that same day. And Jan loved it. The kits with the cereal box stage were going out with the hampers the very next day. And I was so glad to be a part of that because I... I felt like I was giving back to the community and it just was fun to see the kids' faces. Anyway, so what kind of went into it was spur of the moment, under pressure design. And 
out came uh, this really fun craft. And I'm also going to put you on the spot, Rory. What's been your role with this project and and how have you been feeling about it? Yeah, uh, I've been feeling great about it. I love it. I think my favorite part, it has to be um, when Carly and I get together to like, when we filmed the video for our little instructional uh, portion was so much fun. We just, you know, make a little film studio on her patio and... (laughs) Uh, recorded things but we also um on our instagram we had a sort of campaign leading up to it where we were um sort of featuring each like craft supply and so like we went out to this park near her house and like i don't know you should check out the instagram it's pretty cute um but like we had like a bunch of little like glue bottles in a nest in a tree and we were just like picking them out like eggs and then the pipe cleaners you're like picking off the ground as if they were worms. It was so much fun. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of my role is that like, I'm sort of running the the social media this summer. So I'm, you know, around uh, helping create content and take photos and stuff. And then as well, Carly and I went on a couple of uh, shopping trips to find, well, yeah, we, <laughs> we uh, pretty much raided every dollar store and Walmart <laughs> across Edmonton like getting these packages like holy moly (laughs) I mean it was great to have someone who to come with me on these shopping trips because otherwise I was kind of concerned at the beginning that I look like a hoarder and like at the beginning of this pandemic that I'm like do you know what's essential all like wax crayon you know what else I think these uh, pipe cleaners gotta do it. <laughs> gotta have them. So while the rest of us were worried about toilet paper and yeast, Carly and Rory were making sure to get all the craft stock they could get their creative paws on. But there's a little more to Rory's role on this episode. While I was setting up interviews with Celia and Jan, we had a bit of serendipity. Jan and I were on the phone when she suggested Carly and Rory should join our chat. And at that very moment, Celia emailed me to say that one of her actors might make a good guest, Rory Turner. Uh, so Rory, you are also involved in the Hard Boiled podcast. And I, I recently heard you as, uh, well, kind of a thug, really. Yes, Slippery Sid. Slippery Sid. <laughs> we met that shady character in the clip. He's just one of the handful of characters that Rory voices. So what's it been like working on on that project? Uh, it's been so great. Yeah, we, for the past, I guess it's probably been about five years, um, like we always get together every summer and do a friend show, um, with Empress of Blandings and, um, you know, we were sort of lined up again to do that. Celia had, you know, translated this ancient Roman play and was like, you know, ready to go. Um, and then of course, disaster strike as the world knows, I think it, it's kind of a blessing that it's happened. Like it is so cool. Like Celia, Celia's wrote this amazing you know, serial script here and got together a really um, amazing team too. Like I'm sort of, or no, in awe. I remember recording uh, the first episode, just sitting down and like listening to everybody just through my headphones. Um, these like really, really talented people and like people that have done like professional voice work and, uh, and stuff. I'm just in awe. Like I felt like I was listening to old time radio. Um, so yeah, totally honored to be uh, part of the project. Rory, can I ask you about my character's hair? Yes. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about hair. Yes, it's essential. Well, uh, yeah, I'll start with you, Carly. So uh, she has sort of a blonde hair with okay. uh, victory rolls at the top and it okay. sort of curled at the sides, just about shoulder length. For your hairstyle, Lisa, an eaten crop is like a short women's hairstyle. So it's it's short, kind of cropped? Yeah, it's short, um, maybe a few curls. I picture curls. And what, what color is uh, it? Red. Well, I'm going to make a choice here. <laughs> I'm having a struggle with the hair. The eyes are starting to shift. There's a little bit of a melt happening. <laughs> Again, that's the trouble with white blue. While I tried to recover my puppet's face, Carly told me about what working with Company Family Theatre has meant for her. Just after meeting Jan and getting to know what Company Family Theatre stands for, I felt like I hit the jackpot. Yeah, so I was super happy and super grateful to have work Yeah, tearing up. <laughs> it was time for our big reveals. Da, 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 da. Oh, he's so cute. So Rory is holding his character up. Uh, his character's got a pipe cleaner broom and a pipe cleaner arm. And as he wiggles it around, the broom is just waving wildly. It's fantastic. So so who do you have, Rory? Oh, yes. This is Slippery Sid here. He's working at... Uh, a theater uh, pretending to to sweep and dust. <laughs> Ooh, but what he's actually doing oh, yeah. is something far more nefarious, isn't he? Yes, <laughs> something very spooky. So, what is what does your character sound like? I need to get yeah, into my slippery slippery mindset here. Something gets scragged. What do you mean, horse faced Harry? What are you talking about? Something about like this. He's a little bit nervous. <laughs> I love it. I like I love how you voiced him so that he's like inherently not trustworthy. Just in the sound of his voice. It's like don't hang out with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been warned about you. <laughs> yeah. So I suspect that I have Jack. Yes, you do. Jack Cassidy, PI. And this is this is my Jack. Yeah. I've given her uh little pink pom-poms for hair. I love this smirk. So how would she sound? Okay, well, now I have to channel Karis Backstrom. She sort of talks. It's it's sort of like slow and uh, not calculated, but she knows what she's talking about. You know, it's sort of at the front of the mouth, maybe, a little bit in the nose. I, I feel like I need to close my eyes a little bit. It's like really relaxed and easy. Okay, let's see. Let's see how I go. Edmonton. 1936. Walking the streets. Oh no, her hair fell off. <laughs> the glue wasn't dry. <laughs> My mic's falling over. Oh man, it's chaos. So, uh, how about yours, Carly? Is she all done? She's all dolled up and has uh, nowhere to go. <laughs> I took the liberty of adding like a purse. Oh. Instead of lace, it's more like a fur trim. Yeah. It actually reminds me of like this 90s outfit I had or early 2000s. <laughs> so that's great. So you've used like pipe cleaner to like wrap around and make the purse. And uh, what what's the purple? 
The purple is the phone. Right, because it's got the wire cord. Yeah. Oh, she's got a little bit of red lipstick. Yeah. And like the victory curls. <laughs> it looks fabulous. And I don't think I don't think I could tell you how to speak like Effie again. Like um, Lauren is amazing. And- I I love Lauren and I did listen to the first podcast and uh I need to keep listening to find out what happens, but I got to hear Lauren's voice and um I think it's kind of like, um, oh, darling, really? It's almost princess like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for um, giving me a kit so I could have this experience and for taking the time to build puppets with me today. That was so much fun. Of course. We got to keep having fun. Yeah, it was great. It was rad. A big thanks to Jan Taylor, Artistic Director of Company Family Theatre, and to theatre designers Rory Turner and Carly Christie for sharing their time and supplies with us. You can see Rory's character renderings and how the Popsicle puppets turned out on our Facebook page. Be sure to check out our show notes to learn more about Company Family Theatre. We'll also have links to our blog where you can find even more stories about Edmonton's amazing nonprofits and donors. So many stories. Yeah, we've got a pretty good gig here getting to highlight some of the amazing people in our community. And remember, friends, we are continuing to offer support through our COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund and through all of our regular granting streams, too. So be sure to check out those links so you can see if you're eligible to receive funding or to find out how you can help. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to share it with your friends and family. Share it with everyone. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews make a big difference in helping new listeners find us. And you can visit us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Lisa Pruden and Elizabeth Bonkink. Until next time. The Well-Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well-Endowed.